Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the big question, the show that gives you too much information on why living in Gotham City means that every trip to the grocery store could be the moment that you're killed by either Batman or one of his villains or literally anything else. Don't go down an alley with your parents. Uh, just don't do it. Especially after watching it. a play that is based in the trauma that you just experienced. Not sure why the parents would do that, but terrible parenting. Maybe they deserve to die. My name is MT and I'm here with off-screen producer Brandon. What's going on, Brandon? I can't believe you just said the Waynes deserve to die. That's a hot I said take baby. from MT. Baby. That's a hot take. I like how it, the story does keep changing. Like they went to the opera, then they went to a play, then they went to the movies. Like what's going to be the next thing? Like uh, uh, in, in like 20 years, the Batman, like his parents took him to an NFT unveiling. And then they got oh shot my God. The oh my. so that so that Joe Chill could steal the Apple Watch that Martha was wearing. Like that's gonna be the future version of Batman. He's like, I don't, I don't want to look at this bat NFT anymore, Dad. Can we go? It's like, all right, son. Thomas Wayne is like, these NFTs are ruining the city. <laughs> What is our big question for today, Brandon? Hit us. Well, MT, we've got a fresh, hot, new, sexy Batman franchise on our hands. Mm, with Pattinson. that, it means we get another look at the worst city in America, Gotham, baby. Woo! Ay. You don't want to live here. <laughs> you know, this major metropolitan center of the DC universe is consistently the worst place you would ever want to be. But what makes it so bad? Why, why is it such a bad rap? And now that we have so many different versions of Gotham, which one's the worst, huh? Like, which which Gotham mm. is the worst? So that leads us to this week's big question. Which movie version of Gotham would be the worst one to live in? The worst city mm. to live in? You are so right, because, like, after, like, watching The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett after all this time, I'm just like, who do I, I, think, I feel like Tatooine's the worst place to live. No, uh, now after thinking about it, it's definitely Gotham, because no. Gotham, no. God, Most so many things continue. picnic to compared you. to Gotham. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, we've had so many different versions of Gotham over the years, and one thing that they've all had in common is a sense that Gotham is not a super friendly city to reside in. Situated in the state of New Jersey, the city is always depicted with a gothic architecture and a healthy criminal underworld. So no wonder they need a caped crusader flying around cleaning up crime. Because these corrupt police officers really aren't doing anything at all times. Because nope. Gotham is just filled with nope. the worst of the worst corrupt cops as we saw in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yuck. Disgusting. So, let us run through the different film versions of Gotham and see what each filmmaker brought to the city on the coast to bring the most danger possible to the average everyday citizen. So a quick caveat, we won't be covering the two Batman films from the 1940s or the Batman film from the 1966 film with Adam West. Those Gothams seem like paradises compared to the ones that we've seen in later yeah. films. So that's too easy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone would want to live in like the Adam West version of Gotham. It's, it's Oh, absolutely. Like, They're dancing. Everything's just really fun. I'd be partying with Adam West all day. Oh, yeah, Batman's throwing, uh, like, discos in that version. It, it's a fun time. I would I would love to be get, be kidnapped by the Joker in that universe. It just seems, like, really fun and goofy. <laughs> He'll take you surfing. <laughs> I might die, but I'll, I'll die having a good time. But we're also going to skip no. 2019's Joker film because that's a Joker film and not really a Batman movie. So we're not going to include Yeah, we don't that need that one. List. Get it out of here. I mean, it's a great universe, and, like, that Gotham's pretty messed up, but, like, it's not really a Batman film. So, eh, put that to the side Bye. for now. So, let us start with the latest iteration of Gotham, and it's the one we see in the recently released The Batman Movie from director Matt Reeves. Now, don't worry, we're not going to spoil anything about the film, even though it was phenomenal. You should go see it. Matt Reeves really killed it, so go see that movie. So, we're not going to spoil anything that wasn't already in the trailers or any other marketing, so yeah. 
chill out, you're good. So this version of Gotham makes it clear that there's an upper and lower class, primarily based on wealth. Like those with means live in the nicer raised portions of the city, while those without are forced to live down below the elevated tracks in locations like the Narrows. And the version of Gotham that we see in the film is very much rife with corruption from the top down. Organized crime has a stranglehold on the city and no government institution is safe. And what's most important is that this version of Gotham has a Batman that is still very much new to crime fighting. And like he's still working out his issues and just ha doesn't have the whole Batman thing figured out just yet. And Matt Reeves took some inspiration from the real city Chicago for his Gotham and actually used locations in the city for some of the filming. And he also told Entertainment Weekly that films such as Clute and Chinatown inspired the neo-noir style of his film. And this helps build on the class tension brewing inside of Gotham, you know, the have and have nots. And the good people are trying to change the establishment from the inside, but there aren't enough good people to get the job done. So a Batman flying around dealing out his own brand of bat justice isn't helping out either. No, that's not helpful at all. Yeah, he's been saying like all the promotional materials for this was not a spoiler. But, you know, Robert Pattinson is saying like, I've been Batman for the Batman's been around for like a couple years in this one and things have gotten worse. Right. They're not getting better. This guy's not helping anything. And the cops are like, who is this guy <laughs> going around beating people up, breaking noses, breaking legs, breaking wrists? Like, we, we don't have time for this. Someone, someone's got to get this guy out of here. He's busting my ass is what he's doing. He's creating more work for us. He's making me look Jesus bad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> got to stop the Batman. But yeah, like, it, it's just, it's so weird. Like, it must be so weird from the uh, police point of view because it's just like, this guy's just punching people and things are just progressively getting worse. So like, why are you even yeah. doing it? Just stop, just stop. Just, we, we, we got it from here. Yeah, I've been on this rant before. You know, I see J. Jonah Jameson's perspective of Spider-Man. I also see it here with Batman. Now, granted, the, the people in the government aren't doing the things they're supposed to be doing and there's a lot of corruption and stuff. But like, how are you supposed to get anything done? You have this guy operating outside the bounds of the law doing all sorts of dangerous things, putting people in danger, driving like a maniac. That car's not registered. What's going on out here? Maniac. Absolute maniac. But one telling thing that Reeves told Entertainment Weekly was, Gotham is never not going to be corrupt because it's like our world, which is dark, but kind of true. So what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, as we kind of look at the other Gothams, we'll see how they differentiate a little. But this is big from Matt Reeves because... He's basically saying, like, this problem's never going to get fixed. doesn't matter if Batman's here for two years, if he's here for 20 years. There's always going to be problems, and, like, <laughs> Batman's going to have to deal with them. And it's like, it makes me think, someone's got to do something about Gotham. When's the federal government going to step in and do some fixing Seriously? here in Gotham? It's, it's really corrupt. It, it honestly feels like Gotham is its own country sometimes. <laughs> Right? Yeah, they're like on their own. I mean, that was really established in the Nolan verse where they're like, uh, just, uh, they're fine, they're fine. Uh, the bridges are closed, <laughs> it's fine, they can't get out. Uh, we'll just leave it there. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would definitely not want to live in the Matt Reeves, you know, Gotham. Uh, as you pointed out, MT, it's like a neo-noir, right? It's, it's going back to those old, like, film noir tropes. And one thing about film noir is that, like, there's no good anywhere. Everyone's dark, everyone's evil, everyone's got a dark side, evil mm. wins. So like this Gotham is tough. It's gonna it's a tough place to live. And people are getting murdered in like brutal ways. You know, that clip from the the funeral scene when when everyone's inside the funeral, but you can hear like the screaming on the outside, like that's heavy, right. man. I don't wanna live in that Gotham when that when that kind of stuff's popping off. No thank you. No thank you. Oh no. I, I, just, I just don't like funerals in general. Yeah. And this is just the beginning of the, the decline of this Gotham because we're going to get more 
it looks like in spinoff series and a sequel to this film. It's looking like. Hey, can't wait, can't wait. I already can't wait. It's going to be dope. But yeah, no, I think it just makes a lot of sense that Gotham is just always consistently going to be corrupt because everyone just loves Batman. And like, as long as people love Batman, Gotham can't be fixed because what is Batman going to do? He's just going to be a boring rich dude. Yeah, right. We need a scene in a Batman movie where like the citizens turn to the camera and they're like, is this what you want from us? Why are you doing this from us? <laughs> Stop coming to Batman movies. It's awful here. <laughs> Please. Bro, I would really love if like a, a Marvel or DC movie broke the fourth wall like that and just like, is the reason why we suffer because of entertainment, yeah. because of people? Are you not entertained? Well, but especially with all the other cities in like DC world, right? Like uh, Green Lantern's from like Coastal City. And it's like, he's a, even Metropolis. It's like a dream. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's nice. Uh, there's crime, sure. But it, it's not like the level you see in Gotham. It's, someone has got to help this poor city. But now let's go back in time a few years and talk about the DCEU version of Gotham. Now, we didn't get as much of an in-depth look of that version of Bruce Wayne's hometown, but we can still piece together a good idea of just how bad it was from the hints that we get from different films. And that picture is not exactly the most prettiest picture, because sure, Gotham in the DCU might be a nice place to visit during the day, you know, do some shopping, you know, see some landmarks, maybe catch a football game. Definitely not in the Nolan universe, don't do that. <laughs> but once the sun sets and the night envelops the city, you better watch your back because not only do the criminal gangs come out to play, but you have a grizzled old pissed off Affleck Batman who will beat the living shit out of you, the bat shit out of your pants because he thinks that you even looked at another criminal. Did you see the warehouse scene? My, oh, my back still hurts from watching that scene. Some of those dudes definitely died. Fatality. You bring up a good point, MT, because, like, he's really tough on the criminals, you know, and, like, famously in Batman vs. Superman, they talk about how he's, like, branding criminals before he sends them to prison just to torture them. Uh, and just because he knows they'll get their ass beat even further in prison because they got caught by the Batman and they have to wear his symbol for life on their skin. For life. Yeah. Like, that is messed up. Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty hardcore. Prison right. life is not easy. It is not. Yeah. Your life is held in prison. Like, there's this YouTuber called Jay Williams, and he does uh, call Jay Williams' Let's Live Life. And he's basically a dude that went to prison, and he tells his stories about being in prison. And my God, your whole perspective of what prison is changes because, like, it is a violent, scary place. It's literally, like, the times before society was even invented. It's like survival. You're in full survival mode all the time. Don't go to prison. Don't do crime. It's the, it's the worst Don't thing. Do Don't do crime, kids. God, so like if you're if you're in prison branded, your life is even worse, bro. Yeah. So like, don't get branded. A Gotham prison there. too, even worse. The worst of the worst criminals. The Riddler will freaking tell your riddle before he takes your kneecaps. <laughs> riddle me this: Who stole your ramen noodles? I did. Ha 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 What has one leg and no ramen noodles? You. <laughs> <laughs> you. I have two legs. Ah, my leg. <laughs> Now this version of Batman does have some wins under his belt. Like he took down the Falcone and Maroni crime families and has bested some real baddies from his rogues gallery, like Harley Quinn and the Joker, Killer Croc, and Deadshot. But he totally, you know, lost a Robin, so there's that. But one thing that seems like a bright spot here is that the police force appears to be pretty cleaned up. And I don't think you need to worry about them as much as you would, you know, the other Batman universe, but it's clear that all of Batman's hard work 
as it amounted to a city that is 100% safe. Like, this guy was literally on the way to kill Superman. So, like, what's wrong with him? He had some, like, really weird problems and, like, a really strange attachment to the city that I feel like is, is very different from other Batman versions. And as for the look of this Gotham, they also used some shots of Chicago skyline to represent the city. And this is something they carried over from the Nolanverse. It's a very modern looking city that still reclaims some of its classic Gothic architecture. And I think Wayne Enterprises has done a good job of maintaining the infrastructure of the city. And while organized crime does still exist, things seem to be trending in the right direction here, which is great. So what, what do you think about this universe in general? Yeah, I think, you know, you pointed it out. We don't see too much of the day ins, day outs of this Gotham. But uh, it, it seems like it's in the right direction. Uh, you know, it's not as dingy looking as we've seen. I mean, yeah, the, the like warehouse at the docks looks bad, but that's every city. Right? Don't <laughs> that's go there every at night. It's dangerous, guys. That's every warehouse at every city <laughs> at night. But yeah, it seems like this Gotham has been through the ringer. It's seen a lot. But now they're kind of just like coasting. Things have been cleaned mm. up. There's been some gentrification happening. You know, maybe they cleaned up the Narrows <laughs> in this city. It's not as bad anymore. There's a couple Starbucks there. You can go walk, uh, you know, one of the old elevated train platforms was turned into a city park, I'm sure. The city's doing okay. I still think Batman is a huge problem. He's a little unhinged. But, you know, if they've cleaned up the police department and they're handling the, like, day-to-day -day crime... You can let Batman go beat up a few bad guys every now and then. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this Gotham feels like, hey, we've got our problems, but look at Metropolis. Uh, they've got some big issues. You know, Bruce <laughs> had to drive into the city to save his people. Like, come on, this Superman. Where you at? We got, you know, you have powers and you're letting the city get destroyed. So I think in comparison to Metropolis, like this Gotham doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, you can't walk around by yourself at night, but... You know, that's dangerous to do anywhere. This is true. But I'm so interested to see how this new Peacemaker show has added to the lore of Gotham. Because we know yeah. that, like, the Mad Hatter existed at some point. Right, there are a lot um, of know, the like, sillier villains definitely existed in this Gotham and had to be dealt with. It, it makes me wonder just, like, how crazy and how kooky this universe actually was in the past. <laughs> now that we're, we're getting, like, the actual OG, like, wild characters introduced into the Batman mythos. So just like, man, like, I wonder if, like, how bad it used to be, like, when he first started, is what I'm saying. Like, it would have must have been, like, really yeah. weird. And he had just had a lot of work yeah. to do. <laughs> but you did, you, you bring up a good point, also, MT, with the fact that, like, this Batman, the Affleck Batman, he caught some of his criminals and put them away for good, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he got yeah. Deadshot into the system. He got Giller Croc into the system. He got Calendar Man. He got Calendar Man. He got them all. You know, he's, he's, he's flexing <laughs> the bad guys. So yeah, it, maybe maybe they were like, you know, you know, Batman with some of these like lesser villains, like with Mad Hatter. Don't kill him. Okay, just let, for the press, let us see you put him in those little cute little bat handcuffs. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a perp walk with him, but go easy on him. Now, if you go and you kill a couple henchmen, we're not going to, we don't want to do the paperwork. Okay? Mm. You can kill a couple henchmen. But with the major <laughs> ones, let, let, us, let us have them on TV. Let them, let them have their day in court. Let them, let them get put, put, put into Arkham Asylum. But now let's venture into the Gotham of the Dark Knight trilogy, because as we mentioned before, it's here that Gotham started taking a lot of inspiration from the city of Chicago. But this is where Nolan filmed a lot of the exterior scenes in the first two films, while using Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and New York City for the scenes in The Dark Knight Rises. 
And it makes sense that he would jump around a lot because Nolan and his team wanted elements from Hong Kong, Chicago, New York City, and Tokyo when expressing their vision to the art department. And this creates a version of Gotham that feels real to audiences everywhere as they can envision events in the trilogy happening in their own major city, which is pretty dope. And in the Dark Knight trilogy, we can see the rise of Batman from the very beginning, ending with a city that no longer needs him. And this is sort of in contrast to the types of Gotham's that Reeves is currently building. Nolan's films are centered around the idea of hope, that Gotham can change, which is like very central to what the Thomas and Martha Wayne was wanted right. to do with their city. Like when they built the whole train system and like wanted, they just wanted to build hope for, for the people. And that's that, that mission that Bruce Wayne um, adopts into his Batman. So it, it can be fixed to the point where it no longer needs a Batman, which is dope. So if you're living in this Gotham, you're dealing with the same corruption that you'll find in any version of Gotham. But the big bads here are certainly putting the regular civilians in harm's way a whole lot in this universe. Because Scarecrow's gas in the water lines, you know, Joker putting bombs on the ferries, Bane locking all the cops underground and having anarchy in the streets. Uh, not fun. That football field, like I said before, destroyed. Yeah, uh, you're not stadium. playing any games on there Go for a on. while. I'm giving you your city back. <laughs> My favorite thing about that whole moment is that like he waited for the little boy to finish the, the anthem. He was just like, wow, what a lovely voice. I've got to watch food like, for this. I used to dream <laughs> to sing the national anthem and it was stripped away from me. Let the boy sing. <laughs> sing again for me, boy. But yeah, like I said, I think this version of Gotham is probably the most safest i feel and like the most hopeful i and like the most like i i feel like there is a a clear distinction between all right like things used to be really bad and mm -hmm. like then there's a period where thomas and martha wayne helped things out and then now we have this you know period of prosperity or or better things are happening now that you know the world doesn't need a batman and like you know people have learned the lessons of the joker of like working together and like you know the uh, People have, you know, learned the commentary of, of Bane and his people. And so, like, people have learned the lessons. And so I was like, we don't really need Batman. We'll take it from here. Of whatever Gotham needs me to be. We don't need you. I don't know how well that's going to go. Hopefully, jo uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> knows how to punch real good. Fatality. We assume he, he steps into the role as, like, Nightwing or something. I mean... They're mm. kind of on their own because Batman was just like, nah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna pretend like I died. Yeah, That's cool. Going right? to France. You all with that? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like uh, in about like a decade, Batman swoops into the city, knocks it around a little bit, lets some big bad things happen, and then it's like, you know what? You guys are good. I think I fixed it. Job well done. <laughs> Cleaned it up. Hanging up the old cape. Job Moving well to France, done. Having lunch. You just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoopa. Drop down. But yeah, this this version of Gotham, it goes through a lot in like a kind of short period of time, but it does get cleaned up and gets to a good place and Batman decides he can move on. You know, it's a very hopeful thing. It's what we want for Gotham. We want it to clean up its act. I imagine that the problems keep happening because that's Gotham for you. And yeah, like you said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to clean it all up now because Batman just decided to leave. That's cool, I guess, whatever. Mm. But this one would be tough because you're right, MT, there's civilians are put in danger and used as pawns a ton in this because yeah. that's Batman believes so much in Gotham, especially in the Nolan verse, that that's the best way to hurt him is to show him like, no, this mm. city isn't worth your time. This city shouldn't be, be saved from like Ra's al Ghul being like, uh, this city is done. We're finished with it. We're going to get it out of here. <laughs> uh, we run the world and 
We've seen it all, and this is awful. This is disgusting. This is awful in every way. If I could kill it, I would. All the way up to, you know, to Bane being like, look at these people tear each other apart. I put all the cops underground and look at them. They can't handle themselves. Now, I think if you're living in this city, you got to be like, guys, I can't believe you all went underground. Like, some of you should have <laughs> stayed behind. What were you thinking? Like, this was a horrible idea. <laughs> So maybe get Gordon out of there. He's maybe a little too old to be commissioner. Get a little more tactical guy in there to handle these bad guys. But in the end, this Gotham is in a pretty good place. It's it's not a bad place to live, I think. Just don't go to any sporting events and you'll be safe. Just don't do it. It's fine. And like I feel like a, a huge threat to this Gotham in this universe was the League of Shadows. And now that, you know, Raja mm. Ghoul and, and Bane are gone and the Joker is taken care of and, you know, hypothetically in his own prison now that Heath Ledger is no longer with us I just feel like this universe this Batman universe can you can realistically say all right I don't think any major craziness is going to happen here now that like these major like forces are now off to the side and taken care of now that you know obviously your Joker can escape and he's done uh, multiple times but like I feel like in this more grounded universe, you could say that, all right, we got the Joker and he never came back <laughs> because we're, we're really right. good at like keeping <laughs> you him were that good. locked up. We got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Because that's like the main problem, you know, in comic books in general, right? That's the most, mm. that's where you have to suspend your disbelief the most is that like these villains don't usually die. Or in the, and they don't stay mm -hmm. in prison. You can't, you know, we need mm -hmm. them for, you want to read about them. You don't want the story to be over. You want more fun, more action, more, mm -hmm. more suspenseful tales. But in reality, it would be insane to think that like, why does these guys keep getting out of prison? Why are, you, why are we even bother locking them in prison? Kill these guys. Right. Now look at me. Now I'm the villain. <laughs> you see how easy it is? You see how easy it is to slip right down that path? I hate when people are always like, if we, if we kill the Joker, we're not as good as he, bro. I'm gonna keep real with you, man. If the Joker earned, was real, he's earned a killing. I think you know what I mean. Bro, <laughs> if the Joker was real and did as much terrible things as he's done in the comics, and I had the opportunity to kill the Joker, I would probably do it. I would feel guilty about killing a man for a very long time, but my God, yeah. he has killed so many people that like, what? <laughs> Why wouldn't you do it? Like he's the only person in the, like. Ever that I would ever kill him because are you sure about that? Sorry, maybe I should put that in. Well, this is <laughs> MT would kill a man. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the the Tim Burton universe, Batman gets to kill the mm. Joker, uh, and it does not bring him solace. Mm. It's something he passes Ooh. on to Robin. The concept that like killing the people, the person who killed your parents, does not bring you resolution, and all it does is make a hole for you to fill with bodies. Dropping bodies left and right. Let the bodies hit the floor. That's the danger of like, you gotta be better than that. You know, you gotta strive to be better than that. But in, in the Nolan verse, you know, Batman very smartly makes himself the villain, right? He is the Dark Knight. He allows himself mm. to be the bad guy. So that it's also kind of makes sense while at the end he's like, I gotta go, because everyone thinks I, you know, hurt Harvey Dent and stuff. So I, I gotta get out of here. Why are you running? And Harvey Dent in the Nolan universe is a great example of the frustration and the stress of trying to do the right thing mm -hmm. in this horribly corrupt city true, true, true. and what it leads you to. Uh, and you start realizing that, hey, maybe these criminals are right. Maybe it's the only way to get things done is to have a little violence and a little pain and a little killing. But Batman showed us that's not the way. That's not the way. You just got to fly know what? off into the I think the you sunset. stopped me from becoming Harvey Dent just now. I could have just become Harvey Dent. I got to pull you I, back from you, the you edge. You stopped me MT. from... <laughs> 
You stop me from embracing my dark side. I guess I would spare the Joker now. That's good. That's good. Lesson of the day, kids. Uh, don't, don't let the, the rage consume your soul. MT, I'm going to take over for this last one because this is my Batman. This is my Gotham. Okay. Thing. It's finally time it. to discuss the most beautiful Gotham. That is the Gotham mm. that was created by Tim Burton and further evolved by Joel Schumacher. Yes, the OG Batman. Well, not the OG. I mean, the OG to a lot of us. The Batman, released in 1989 and directed by Tim Burton, helped revive the superhero film genre, which had been declining since its heyday of like the Richard Donner Superman films, which were very popular, but then people were kind of getting tired of them. But unlike the shiny metropolis represented in those movies, Burton wanted to show a Gotham that was a dark and gothic city. Uh, his production designer, Anton First, described the look of Gotham as, quote, if hell erupted through the pavement and kept on going. I mean, that is a dark wow. city, folks. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, this, this, <laughs> this is like definitely the most comic book version of Gotham we would ever see. Uh, mm. They've never even really gotten close to coming back to this. It's not super realistic, yeah. but it's very distinct in its style. And if you've seen the animated Batman series, there's definitely a lot of kind of crossover there in that kind of gothic oh, yeah, art sure. deco styling. The first two films in this franchise of four kind of definitely represent that. They're much darker, much more gothic. Uh, the corruption in Gotham has led to businesses not contributing to the city. It's causing the tax base to crumble and the city's infrastructure along with it. So this is like a broken down Gotham that has like nothing going for it. And it's just a mess. And then Joel Schumacher takes yeah. over for the final two films in the franchise. And the city gets a little more neon. Uh, while still keeping mm. its architectural style. There's all these roving thematic gangs that continue to get like bigger and bigger. So at least it's easy to tell <laughs> who a bad guy is because they're dressed in like matching uniforms with like bright neon colors, which is fun. That's but, the Batman universe for you. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, but it's like super unsettling, <laughs> especially if you're just like walking along and you're like, oh, here comes a bunch, bunch of ice skating bad guys we got to worry, <laughs> worry about now. Um, uh, it's the freaking Royal Flush gang. Uh, here they come. All right. Yeah, here right. It is. <laughs> Uh, I will also say in like the, the Burton Schumacher verse, right, uh, in this version of Gotham, the police force is not as corrupt as they'll be represented in later films, uh, but they're still pretty useless. Like the Commissioner Gordon in, in these movies is just like, he lets Batman do his thing, but pretty much relies on him to fix like any problem. He's just constantly turning on that light. <laughs> like, uh, Batman, I don't, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> Bank robbery? Pick up the phone. <laughs> I think it's like the Batman movies, you know, as we go along in time, they get they rely more on like really showing the corruption in like the police force. There's certainly still corruption here, mm. but like it's not like it is now. They you know, Nolan really wanted to bring that realism to superhero films, especially Batman. But it is fun to go back and look at what if we just really took it right from the pages of the comic book and made it look like mm. that as much as possible. So if you're a citizen in like the Burton verse you're going to face some pretty big and wacky dangers, okay? Uh, you know, you got the Joker spraying his smiling gas during a parade where he's tossing out cash. Terrifying. Uh, terrifying. terrifying. I've always been terrified cash. of, like, being exposed to Joker toxin like that. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, like, pretty dark, but it, it is. it comes with, like, a funny twist that you're smiling, I guess. I, I don't know. It's true. Uh, it, it is a cure for uh, the, the non-smiling part of depression. Uh, you'll still be depressed, but smiling. But smiling. But, uh... People won't ask you about it. You're going to have to worry about like the penguin, you know, stealing your children uh, in the night and also having militarized the penguins at the zoo. That's pretty scary. Uh, a penguin with a missile on its back. scary. 
Pretty frightening. Especially if you have a penguin phobia. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to worry about the Riddler, like, sucking away your brainwaves via uh, free 3D <laughs> entertainment. Does anybody else feel like a fried egg? And most importantly, you're going to have to worry about Mr. Freeze, you know, like, locking you away in ice just as you're walking down the street. Just get eh. Freeze well. Mr. Freeze. So these are, like, big, <laughs> big wacky dangers, big goofy dangers uh, that you're going to have to deal with. But the city looks beautiful. I mean, what a fun city to live in. Really and like I said, like, you're going to know if you're, you're facing a bad guy. Like, don't go down an alleyway that's got all this neon uh, painting on it because it's probably full of a neon gang. Okay, you're in the neon gang district. <laughs> Get out of there. And yeah, this city still definitely has its upper class and its lower class. But it still seems like a fun city to live in. You just got to deal with all this Batman nonsense. Seems pretty dangerous to me, man. I could not go to sleep knowing that Penguin and his Penguin army were out there. It could potentially rob me and my stuff. Yeah. I couldn't do it. It is a danger you're going to face MT, but like you're going to know who the bad guys are. They're going to stand out. That's what's helpful. You this know, what's, what's creepy and like, you know, the, the Dark Knight, right, is when the Joker is disguised as a police officer and he looks like a police officer. Here, it would be, you know, Mr. Freeze with his big bulky outfit and his blue face putting on a cop outfit. <laughs> and you'd be like, that's Mr. Freeze dressed as a cop. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Uh, Imagine he tried it. He was just like, no yeah. one knows it's me. <laughs> no one knows it's me. <laughs> Everything is fine. This is a normal parade. <laughs> you play you play bad cop. I play cold cop. And you're like, oh, Jesus, this guy's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> and that's the other thing. You're going to face bad jokes. You're going to face some pretty dangerous puns if you're living in like this oh, version yeah, pretty, of Gotham City. Oh, yeah, some pretty bad puns. The other cool thing is in this version of Gotham City is you're going to see Batman like really flex on like his car, mm. his his bat jet, his bat boat. I mean, the first Batman movie, we get this awesome Batmobile and we get to see his bat jet. Yo. Like so good. Yo, the Batmobile from that movie is literally so iconic. I remember oh, having yes. an action figure of it as a kid. It was literally my favorite toy and I lost it. Yeah. I still think about it to this day. I'm very upset that I lost it. It was only like a McDonald's one, so. It's really hard to think about it now <laughs> because superhero movies are so ubiquitous. As part of our meta culture, but when this movie came out, it rocked people's worlds. They weren't ready for it. Bro. Uh, and they were like, this is what, was, these are what comic book movies could be. And yeah, it goes back. You go back now and it feels a little goofy and it's a little wild. Mm. But these were important. These were made by filmmakers who watched the old Batman show, and which was campy and silly, and read the old mm. Batman comics, which were campy and silly. And they were trying to bring a little darkness to them and make them feel a little more gritty. Mm. But it was still like, what if I could have my comic book I grew up with up on the big screen? And it's really impressive what they did with it. And what a fun city to live in. What a stylized city to live in. Like, it's cool that Gotham now looks like other major cities. But, like, what fun to see a Gotham that was very different and very stylized. It's kind of crazy to think how before this movie... Yeah, we only really had those like silly comics and the silly TV shows to really um, base this universe off of. But they still did a great job at melding the the silliness with the realism to give us a, a universe that was just like, all right, the kids can enjoy it and the adults can enjoy it. Like this is like the perfect film for every age range, even though it is it gets kind of adults. Yeah. 
Uh, they get silly. Batman and Robin is <laughs> really rough way to end in this little franchise. Uh, yeah, not not great. But you know, I, I say check them out if you've never seen them. They're great. Or if you like bat nipples, it'll be a real nice juxtaposition between watching Matt Reeves Batman and going back and watching like the Burton and Schumacher Batman. For sure, uh, <laughs> you'll appreciate how time has gone on. So, Brandon, after all this discussion. Which Gotham City do you think would be the most dangerous to live in? Ugh, jeez, MT. I think I'm going to have to go with, you know, the Matt Reeves Gotham City. Because he's mm. pretty much saying that, like, it ain't going to get bad. any better. And it's always going to be worse. And that one, like, <laughs> Batman's not fixing anything. But I kind of tie it with, like, uh, you know, like the Burtonverse. Because while I don't think I'm going to get killed in the Burtonverse, I think at some point I'm either going to get, you know, wacky frozen and iced. Or I'm going to get my brain drained or something. Like, something bad's <laughs> going to happen to me. I'm not going to die. But something goofy as hell is going to happen to me. I would put it as a tie in between the Matt Reeves universe because I'm going to die. And the Burton universe because I'm going to get turned into, like, a balloon animal or something like that. That's a really good one. That's a really good pick. I, well, those are two really good picks. Cause, cause I tied it. I cheated. Um, but you cheated. But I'm going to say definitively that it's the DCEU Batman Oh, universe, okay. Because I just think that... Especially with Peacemaker, just adding all this new lore mm. to the DCEU. Now that we have Batmite to the picture, like if I lived in a universe where Batmite was just like changing things, Kite Man just running around, just being wild, and like all these like people in Gotham that we haven't seen yet, yeah. I just feel like there's a rich history of Gotham. Like you said, Man of Steel, even though like that's Metropolis, I just feel like there's a lot more, things are getting a lot more crazier in the DCEU that I'm just like, I wouldn't feel comfortable living there personally so that's a, i don't know i would say dce yeah that's a great point mt because yeah peacemaker has kind of established that like anything that's existed in the comics has probably shown up in the dceu so yeah all bets are on the table every villain exists in gotham now and that's a real problem that's a very dangerous city you're right and like i'd probably be a butterfly honestly because <laughs> half of the population was a butterfly so like i would be it's totally my brain would be right stuff and just <laughs> juice. But hey, head on over to newrockstarsmerch.com to check out our latest obsession shirt inspired by the Batman. And this is our limited edition shirt. So once it's gone, it's gone for good. It's never coming back. The Riddler stole it. Batman <laughs> put it back into the Batcave. We, we we tipped over the penny in the Batcave. <laughs> it and got now crushed it's by the, the giant the penny. penny. We can no longer lift up the penny. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Um, and they have so... <laughs> And they also have some other Batman-inspired t-shirts, along with multiple sock designs and even a Riddler tie for formal events. So find all this cool merch and lots more over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help us bring big question to you. People like Mint Mobile. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, stop paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless. Why would you do that? Love yourself. Save by switching to Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. And we've got folks on the new Rockstar staff who have switched to Mint Mobile and love it. They kept their phones and their number and they pay way less. And by going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. With Mint Mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for data that you just never use. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped right to your door for free, 
go to mintmobile.com slash big q that's mintmobile.com slash big q cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash b-i-g-q big q there's a new expansion out for the critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 called End of <gasps> Dragons. Someone's got to put a stop to these dragons. Join the Do welcoming and supportive Guild Wars 2 community of more than 16 million commanders by downloading the game from the link in this video's description. The expansion has a bunch of new features for fans of the game and even more ways to enjoy it for new players. In Guild Wars 2, you unlock and train your mount to leap across canyons, bound up high cliffs, and skim over water and quicksand. Now you can take a ride with your friends on the all-new multiplayer Siege Turtle. Yep, you and your friend can ride around on a battle turtle. turtle. Finally, finally a turtle built for war. Uh, explore the four <laughs> reimagined maps aboard your personal skiff. Drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species. You can even compete in fishing events. You thought you could only do that in the real world? Well, now you can do it in Guild Wars 2. One of the coolest things about Guild Wars 2 is that you're always rewarded for helping other players. Guild Wars 2 was designed to respect your time and wallet with horizontal progression and no subscription fee ever. Ever! Check in on 500 ever. years. There won't be a subscription fee. Uh, <laughs> Click the link for click the link in this video's description to download Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons today. Get your siege turtle right now. Get on your siege turtle, bitch. We're going to war. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> and hey, if you have a few seconds to help the show and our channel, click the link in the video description to take a quick survey. It will help us choose sponsors relevant to our fans. So check out the link in the description to give us some feedback so you can see more stuff that is relevant to you, like stuff that you like. Yeah, so I love you know, a good survey. Give stuff. me a survey any day of the week. I'm so here for a Everyone loves to take a survey, oh, especially when they're on a receipt. But now it is time for our bite-sized questions, brother. Are you ready? I am ready, sir. Because I got a big one for you. I don't know if you're ready supposed for this supposed to be bite-sized. Don't give me the big one. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you the biggest bite-sized question I can get you, all right? Because <laughs> right. I need you to have the nutrients in your body. How is the power granted to a Jedi through the Force different from the power granted mm. to a Sith through the Force? And this is from Crispy Chrissy on Discord. Crispy Chrissy, thank you for remaining crispy all this time. Yes, Chrissy. yes, thank you. Well, in the Star Wars universe, both Jedi and the Sith are adept at using the Force. For the Jedi, this often so. means... Yeah, I would hope they're good at it. I mean, <laughs> guys, we're trusting you guys to be the bosses of this. Okay, here we go. For the Jedi, this often means drawing on a skill set that embraces the light side of the Force. And for the Sith, they mm. lean on the dark side. But are these sources of power different? Mm. Not necessarily. Because once you go black, you don't go back. That's the difference. <laughs> That's, That's what, what they I say. Do. What Darth Sidious <laughs> said. Um, do it. Do it. I'll use a clumsy analogy here, but both... Sith and Jedi are drawing their force water from the same force well. It's just the Jedis choose to drink the water and the Sith opt for spitting that water into your eye. Uh, so it's all about how you use the water <laughs> is the big difference. The concept so of the true. light and dark side of the force was created by the force wielders themselves. You see, if you believe what most people believe, the force is one. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. It's not two parts, it's just one force. A force, the force. So if you choose to harm your enemy or overcome some situation through like selfish shenanigans, well, my friend, you're tapping into the dark side. However, if you're using defensive abilities, healing, or creating some sort of diversion so you and your friends can get away, 
you might be a Jedi, folks. To further support the idea that there is but one Force, a Jedi can slip in some dark side abilities now and then, and a Sith can utilize some light side powers if they so choose. The Force is there for everyone, if you have a high enough midichlorian count. But just make sure you use it as you see fit, folks. There's not like different sides of the force. It's all one force. It's just like how you use it. And often like those dark side abilities uh, of the force, they, they're more taxing on your body. That's why often you see Sith members who look pained. Uh, it's because the, the powers mm. that they're, they're drawing on, like they, they really, they draw out your life force. They, they make you look more evil and dark. Right. Ugh. But yeah, it's all the yeah. same force. Um, it's just also, I think the Sith, they're a little cooler. Right? The Jedi, they do some cool stuff. I mean, yeah, the Sith are a lot cooler. I mean, the Jedi are just a bunch of, like, church people. Let's be real. They're just a bunch <laughs> of just pastors with swords. And the Sith are just like, hey, use your feelings, man. What, yeah. You want to go do crime? Let's do yeah. crime. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go have sex and shoot lightning out of our hands. <laughs> Premarital? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even dream of it. That's the path to the dark side. Now, Brandon, I got another bite-sized question for you because these are bite-sized, so they're easily edible. So you ready for another please. one? Yes, I'm ready. What are some of Batman's weirdest gadgets? This is from Singing Beef Stew on Twitter. Thank you, Singing Beef Stew. Never stop singing, Beef Stew. Never. Never stop singing that stew. Uh, well, the Batman comics have certainly provided <laughs> some strange gadget at Batman's disposal over the years. Also, the Adam West TV show often had some really weird things going on. Absolutely. But, <laughs> yeah, here, here are some of the weirder ones that we found. You've probably seen this meme. There's that classic shark repellent from the Adam West TV series. You know, why does Batman have shark repellent? Mm. Well, I guess in case a shark tries to bite Batman, but he's got it. Duh. There was like a, a, a spinoff comic that showed that Batman has a spray that could repel female villains. Only female villains. A weird um, thing to spend your time working that, on, Bruce. Uh, my my uh, sweat. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the spray that helps repel yeah. female villains. They somehow I, bottled I, I my essence my from high school and put it into Batman. Exactly. Belt. I don't know. The essence of in some of the early Batman comics, uh, he said that both he and Robin always keep a, at least one crayon in their utility belt. Uh, it came in handy when they needed to make a poster. Uh, so I guess wow. he's always got a crayon. Is that a weed? No, this is a crayon. I'm calling the police! 911, what's your emergency? That is the weirdest thing. One crayon. You'll never know what color. Well, I said at one least crayon. one because he, he says in the strip, like in the panel, something like, at least we always have this crayon on our utility belt. It's like, only one? <laughs> Why not a pencil or a pen or a marker? Why a crayon? I like to think that he does like checks on Robin. It's like, all right, Robin, you have everything in your utility belt? Wait a minute. Where's, Where's your crayon? <laughs> Robin. Robin. I wish Where's you were a doctor. Crayon, Robin. Where is it? <laughs> Slap me. Slap me. <laughs> I told you never leave your house without your crayon. Ah, Rachel. What is this, Rosart? We only use Crayola. Slap. I ought to put you back in that orphanage where I found you. There was a comic where Batman was carrying napalm. Napalm. Wow. Napalm and a crayon. <laughs> it's highly volatile. It spreads. It's, 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 it's a war crime to use it. No napalm. Batman, no napalm. <laughs> Come on, dude. <sighs> hey, man, if Poison uh, Ivy gets a little bit too out of control, you need that napalm. 
That's that's a scorched <laughs> earth approach right there. Batman also likes to keep a lollipop on his utility belt to help calm down the kids. This one I actually like because he's going to run into some traumatized children. You know, they've shown that like a lot of police officers will keep like a teddy bear in the trunk of their car in case mm. they're ever dealing with a situation where there's like a little kid and they make them feel a little better. I like that Batman keeps a lollipop. I like to wonder too that like sometimes he's like out there and he's like, man, I gotta, I need a snack. So I got this lollipop. <laughs> Hope I don't run into any kids later. Mm. He shows up to an alleyway with a kid with yeah, a dead yeah, he's like, He just like hands a yeah. lollipop in his mouth. He's like, he just hands it to the kid. You want it? <laughs> Gives the kid like a blow It's been pop. in my mouth, but. They immediately bite into it and get the gum. He's like, no, you have to suck on it. You can't bite into it. It's cheating. <laughs> and finally, while he didn't do it in later years, during the golden age of comics, Batman was often strapped. He was carrying around a gun. This oh deranged God. lunatic Ooh. was carrying a gun. Folks, so are that's you not saying cool. that DCEU Batman is actually comics accurate? I mean, it kind of wow. is because, like, yeah, <laughs> if you go back, you know, later Batman swore away guns, but early Batman, he was like, give me a gun. I'm going out there to was fight like, some maniac dressed as a clown. Give me a gun. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but these people are the sons of mothers. I have to kill them. Give me a gun. <laughs> I have to kill them. <laughs> I have to kill these bad guys or Gotham's never going to get better. <laughs> Thank you for these amazing answers to these questions, Brandon. You are a smart man and we are lucky to have you with your insights because well, I had to know um, about that lollipop that he gives to children because the children have to be calmed because the trauma will, will just settle in too hard. Yeah, it just makes more villains. If you don't calm down these traumatized children, you're going to have more villains on your hands. Exactly. Exactly. That's. I, I would love if they like actually made that canon. It's like I just don't want to make villains, man. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's time for the box of scraps, Brandon. The box, box of scraps. scraps. Bills is in a cave with a box of scraps. The box of scraps. Now, Brandon, this is kind of you know kind of a scary topic because we're going to talk yeah. about the scariest situation that you've ever found yourself in while in a major city. Mm. What, what do you th- what do you think that is for you? Uh, for me, when I was a young lad, uh, we were visiting Nashville, Tennessee. Ever heard of it? Mm. Uh, and there, you know, we were. It was like a normal day. It was pretty nice. I was in the summer, and then this like kind of storm rolled in, and I'm not even joking, MT. Uh, a tornado like went through like downtown Nashville. Uh, and usually, you know, I grew up in the instantly. south. I'm used to tornadoes. You're, you know, you see them out in the field somewhere, or you know, it's going through like the farmlands. Seeing, like, a tornado in, like, a, a major Bro. city with, like, big buildings and stuff, all this debris flying around and crazy stuff like that, that's frightening. And that's really scary because you're like, yeah. I'm going to get sucked out of this building uh, and get slammed into another building. Like, uh, very, very scary to be in a city when, like, a tornado hits. Bro, no. Like, whenever I see footage of, like, tornado chasers and, like, storm chasers just going to tornadoes, I'm like, bro, are you insane? Like, are you literally, because that is literally, like, a, a godlike event destroying yeah. shit. Like, that is yeah. beyond anything that I can even fathom, because it's so huge and destructive. I would never want to see a tornado in my life. Um, I could never go to sleep again, so. I won't even, is, I, won't, I wouldn't shit. even do the tornado, the twister experience at Universal Studios. Don't even put me in that. Never. It's too realistic. <laughs> too real. Too real, too traumatizing. Um, I think the scariest situation that I can remember, uh, this is probably not the scariest that I've ever been in, but like, it's my first memory, like when my brain turned on, because my first memory was, I I remember visiting um, a city in Haiti 
um, and I was on the back of a motorcycle. I don't know why my mom decided to put me in the back of a motorcycle behind my mom, but it was my, it was the guy, my mom, and then me at the back of the motorcycle hanging on to my mom. You were and that's when my on. brain was oh, like, okay. oh my God, like I'm like three, four years old <laughs> and I'm alive <laughs> and my brain turned on. And that was the first memory I ever remember ever. So that's the scariest moment. And hence why I have anxiety as an adult man. <laughs> so if you, so when you become a big villain, like your thing is going to be destroying motorcycles, right? You're going to be. Like, oh yes. We have to um, burn all the motorcycles. Me and uh, me and Ghost Rider have a beef. He's my <laughs> arch nemesis. Um, I just destroy motorcycles, and he avenges the ghosts of yeah. the motorcycles. You're like, so you're like Mr. Rider. I have no qualms with whatever you're doing, but I got to destroy that motorcycle. So sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Harley nice... Davidson is a dead man. Yeah. Can you get yourself like a nice <laughs> sedan to drive around in? You can still whip your chain outside the window of the sedan. Yeah. I got to destroy your motorcycle. Yeah. Robbie Reyes, he has a nice car. Maybe carpool with him while you guys are doing your thing. But the motorcycle has got to go. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my origin story for sure. <laughs> but that is it for this episode of Big Question. I want to... Give a huge thank you to Brandon for joining me on this episode. Follow him at Brandon Barrick on Twitter because he is the best. And he tweets some great stuff, so follow him there. Follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter to see me tweet some weird stuff. But follow New Rockstars here on YouTube and on all other social media platforms. And make sure to hit that notification bell so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. And hey, if you want to continue the New Rockstars conversation, join our New Rockstars Discord server, which is now open to the public. But if you are 18 years old or older, only so click on the new rockstar discord link in the description box to join us today but again thank you guys for joining us this video we love you guys so so much we appreciate you spending time with us and we'll see you guys next time goodbye yeah bye